Hello, welcome back to What's Your Record? This is a uh, new format for us in multiple ways because did you we hear, are... Did you hear that? No, we could not hear you slurp, thank Jake God. Jake was chugging a uh, two-liter diet <laughs> I, Coke. I thought we discussed this in the rehearsal where the two-liter w- won't work for the slurp. I know, I was trying to be real obnoxious about it, but <laughs> I don't have any canned beverages, so that's fine. You know, it de- this is weird times. We can't... You could have to... just like put a bunch of Mentos in that diet coke and <laughs> exploded it all over your room. <laughs> nah, there's carpet, dude. Nah, I'm sure. I'm sure we would have heard that one. It's a rental, and the carpet it's is already fucked. Yeah, I don't. I don't own. Not in this economy. And it is white anyway. carpet too, which is so. Kind of, um, yeah. I mean, it's not white anymore, obviously, but not anymore. <laughs> so we've been uh, we've been on a bit of a break because of the coronavirus quarantine. See. So we've changed things a little bit. Right now, me and Tyler are in the same room, but Jake is in his own house yes. uh, about 30 miles away from us. So, yeah. you know, we're doing a practicing our social dissing the best we can. Me and Tyler live essentially in the same household. so Same quarantine household. Yeah, same quarantine it's household. It's a compound. So can't do much about that. But uh, right, So we were talking about this. You remember, Grady, the last episode we did, which was like a month ago, and Tyler like uh-huh. forbade us from talking about the coronavirus. I know, because and back then we I was like, been, everyone's talking about it. No one wants to fucking hear about we that We would have been on the cutting edge of that shit no, if we had talked about it. Not. And now it's like everybody's talking. Now everybody's really talking back about it. Back then, everyone yeah, was no. talking about it. Now everyone and their mother's talking about well, it. Well, now it's just yeah. our reality. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's a yeah, it's a cold hard reality. But anyway, did you guys so inject yourself with disinfectant today no, morning? I couldn't buy any Lysol. It was sold out. <laughs> that is so. True. No, next Tyler, time you inject yourself with a Lysol wipe. Oh, got oh, it. You yeah. bl- if you blend it or if you wring out all the it's, juice, it's from like the, the uh, it's like the hemorrhoid thing where you like do it and then you wipe with it afterwards. You know, it's a suppository. Got it. Yeah, I, I heard <laughs> Trump say something about that, but god. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh well that got that got real uh political real fast but anyway yeah, so yeah, yeah. um <laughs> the new format is uh twofold uh the first of the fold folds what, what? <laughs> fold number that, one fold number one is that we're quarantined so jake is uh calling in via satellite um <laughs> via zoom our new sponsor yeah, yeah. via satellite phone because that's yeah. all we could afford but uh, yeah. The second format change for the What's Your Record uh, format is that we did not pick our our picks in normal fashion this week. All right, I'm going to explain this because you're tripping over your words, and if you say format one more time, I'm going <laughs> to Well, gonna see, you're supposed lose. to do the intro, Jake, so I don't know, I know, I don't everything's know why all, I'm talking every, here. Everything's all fucked up. So anyway, uh, the concept was that each of us pick a record for the other person it was supposed to be called like dealer's choice and you could do whatever you wanted with it if you wanted to fuck with someone like for example at the beginning of this like i thought about making tyler listen to the first paramore record i thought that would be really funny for me um but then grady came in and then uh kind of morphed the idea so each person picked a record for each of the other people so like grady and i each selected a record for mm-hmm. tyler to listen to and then tyler got to choose between those two which one he was going to talk about and then same and thing tyler and grady each picked a record for yeah. me and i got to pick which one i was going to talk about and as it happens i believe everyone chose like we each have a, a record that is represented like yeah so which tyler, i was surprised tyler by. picked the album that i chose for 
one of the al- the albums I chose for him, and then you pick the album that, that Tyler, Tyler chose for me. you, and then I pick the album that you chose for me. So we actually cool. have a one represented, which is nice. It's yeah. not like no one's feelings yeah. were hurt. We yeah. done we done good on that. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Very surprised. Um, it was so close it was though. Cool. I will say it yeah. was close. Um, I I was it was up in the air between the album you picked for me, Jake, and the one Tyler picked for me. But I know. I think we should find a way. Also, we should work in to talk about the record that we didn't pick. Yeah, I mean, do you want to do that yeah. now? Like, we can talk through what we all chose for each other, and well, then we can we'll do it as we talk about. Yeah, for like each around. person yeah. or okay. whatever. Okay. I think will work. Okay, cool. Um, so who's first? Uh, uh, Grady's I first. I'm gonna go first. Yeah. So all right, Grady. All right, so uh, as I just mentioned, the album that I chose was Jake's pick for me, and that is from a band called The Jam. And I'm assuming, as in like jamming musically, not um, a delicious spreadable jam. No, yeah, on toast. I think you're correct. (laughs) That would be the Um, jelly. So this is uh, the album Sound Effects, and I believe it's their fifth studio album. Yeah. Which I saw it came out in 1980, and I was like, "Oh damn, this band's pretty early." And I figured it would be like their first or second album, but uh, no, it's it's their fifth one. So they've they've been around for a while. Yeah, uh, they are a, they're a British band. Um, they they're definitely inspired by a lot of you know British rock and pop outfits of the 70s and 60s. Um, but I mean, Jake, you honestly would probably know more about this band than I do. I did like some you know, cursory, inf- like, yeah, searching this, about them, but um, this, this is your choice, so if you have any, you know... Yeah, th- actually, this would be kind of cool, because we can all chime in on, like, the history of each one, pretty well, much. Well, yeah, and I didn't want to do, like, the book report part for each person, but, yeah, they're from Woking, which is, like, from outer London or whatever. They're a trio, uh, fronted by Paul Weller, um, so, and he's doing a solo thing now, so he did the jam, and then he left them, and then did Style Council, and now he's a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Um they are my mom's favorite band and oh, honestly cool. for like this era and genre of music one of like the last bands that i picked up from her like obviously because that's how i know about like the cure and all the other new wave bands but there was always a big jam poster uh out in the garage um <laughs> that's cool. and i never really got into them but when we went to england for my mom's birthday my mom and my sister and i we went uh, and my mom saw Paul Weller for her birthday. I didn't go. I got drunk on the beach instead. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> um, cool. But I chose them for Grady because I had just seen Destroyer um, before concerts got canceled. Nice. And when he was playing stuff off poison season and using a lot of horns, it sounded uh, it very soulful. And I was going to pick the Bowie album, young Americans for Grady, but the album's really short. And the two big hits, Fame and Young Americans, are, like, really popular. Yeah. So I was yeah. thinking about, like, that kind of late 70s, like, they call it blue-eyed soul, which is when white people do soul music. That's where the blue-eyed <laughs> part comes from, um, which really is, funny. like, whatever. But the, I thought of Paul Wait, Weller so. left the jam, which is uh, kind of punk, and then went and did a blue-eyed. He wanted to do something a little more soul, like R&B. But this album is when they start getting into... Uh, little funkier like more r&b rhythms like he described this he wanted it to sound like the beatles revolver yeah and michael jackson's off the wall is what right. he was trying to combine and i think of the jam kind of as um punk rock beatles a little bit like the lyrics are yeah. really poetic and like ca- uh capture like working class life really well but it's definitely got a little more of an edge um right. but yeah right. I love well, the jam. on that note why don't we uh, go ahead and play a little clip from the album. Speaking of the Beatles, 
Speaking of the, the Beatles, huge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Beatles, and we'll talk. I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, but this is the song called "Start," which is fitting for the episode. Going first. There you go. All right. This is uh, the song "Start" by the Jam. Yeah, so that's a that's pretty much tax man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, so the bass riff. When I was yeah, when I was yeah. listening to this album, this song came on, and I'm like, okay, I've heard this riff somewhere before. That riff is and so good. And I could good. not put here, and so I had to, I I looked up the song, and I'm like, oh, it's literally like the same riff as Tax Man. Was there any revolver? Lo- were there any lawsuits around that? Not that I could see. Uh, they changed it enough and yeah. you change the guitar line like the rest of the it, song yeah. isn't really that similar right yeah like the vocals like the way the song the kind of the flow of the song even really the beat is pretty different but yeah, yeah that that riff the main riff is is basically just from the tax man yeah basically um, base, base base that basically <laughs> bass riff uh, yeah yeah no that joke. song mm-hmm. i really like that song um Anyway, you you kind of talked about this a lot already in your explanation, but to me, this band, um, it's it's almost funny that you that you were gonna pick a David Bowie album for me because to me, this album sounds like if David Bowie and the Beatles had a baby and it was like a little punk baby. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I, I can that. see that. Um, like that. Revolver era Beatles, rather not like you know, yeah, some yeah, of the earlier later stuff or like, really early stuff. Yeah, but like yeah, that's era. what it sounds like to me because like the the vocalist, uh, what's his name again? Paul Weller. Paul Weller. He has a very Bowie-esque quality to his voice, in my opinion. Would you agree with that? A little bit, yeah. On the like, on the 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 more lower, like the lower register. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I like that. They they have a nice energy to their sound. What era were they biggest? Like, what was the year? Um, I think they were only around from. 76 to 81 or 82 they did one more album after this and then they broke up okay so they're more yeah. like really like a 70s band than like an 80s band yeah and they're a okay. big part they call it mm-hmm. like it's part they're early punk but also mod revival like the yeah. mod scene like, yeah. like there were who came up in that well there were what? touches of punk in this album but I would say it w- I wouldn't classify it as a punk album. It, I feel like most of the influences influences were coming from from different areas, just with like a little bit of sort of that punk energy. Yeah, like what it yeah. sounds like to me it. is like uh, is like these guys were all in punk bands in high school, and then this is like the more like mature version of that. Yeah, I like see that. similar to like to me, I thought of like a television or like magazine, like one of those bands, like right. similar totally. kind of like. It's still definitely heavily punk influenced, but like I think they said they were inspired by Joy Division as well. Or yeah, something I can see that. Well, I mean that, that was happening at the same like at the time of right. this 
album and like grady said this is their fifth one so like if you put on their first one in the city like that's that's a punk record oh really so you're, so ca- you're catching punky. them like you're catching them at the tail end and that's why paul weller ultimately like wanted to leave the jam because he wanted to do something like more you know dancey more soulful and these guys were he just i guess he hates the other guys in the band they'll never get back together he fucking hates them uh, but he thought he had like outgrown them musically or whatever and tried to do other stuff. I, I can see why you like this band and you would have chosen it for me. It does. It has a lot of the, the things that, that you like, um, like, uh, that's entertainment. The song that's entertainment, the acoustic guitar playing on that reminds me of like the Smiths a bit. Morrissey covers that song. It's really, yeah. Good. Make that makes sense. Um, but yeah, then you got I mean, like the Bowie, you got sort of the, the post-punk element, like the Joy Division element. Well, when you talk about like the punk energy, I think to like get more granular on that is is definitely the drums and bass. Yeah. Like this this album to me, the thing that stands out for me is like the bass lines and the drums are super prominent. They're basically like as forefront as the vocals and probably more so in the forefront than the guitar. On some songs for sure. Yeah. But yeah. It's definitely got that energy, that then, like driving but, bass line, like yeah. heavy drums. But like, then, you know, they have like those horn arrangements that come in and mm-hmm. it's kind of like this nice little flourish. Yeah, it's got layers sound. to it. Yeah, yeah. it kind of adds this nice little layer of like, oh, yeah. like that actually works really well in this song. And I like wouldn't have really expected that to be there. Yeah. Um, which I like. You know, there's a lot of really catchy riffs and melodies, but it has that sort of crunchiness at the same time so they're able to balance that well i think for sure uh, which made me choose i think overall which made me choose this album for sure um but the one that i did not choose was tyler's pick and what was that album again so the album i chose was um it's actually what is the album name recorder me or is that who's the artist uh i forget it's i think it oh yeah let me make sure i think it was joe henderson right Mm, that mm, that doesn't sound familiar you're supposed to remember this because it's way back in like an <laughs> yeah. old text message. Uh, okay, well let me let me just I know what it was. Let me just look it up for sure. Actually, um, I might have saved it. I have it in my Spotify. Um, but yeah, it was a jazz album, uh, and it had it has a few uh, jazz standards on it, and um, I feel like it's just kind of I thought it would be one that you could like relate to that you might um, you might find a little bit more. I guess easy easier to listen to than mm. some other jazz picks I could have chosen. No, I agree, and I I almost did choose it because it was a it was definitely my style of jazz that yeah. I like. Yeah. So okay, more so, like loungy. Oh yes, page so one. Page, by page Joe one Henderson. is the album name. Recorder May is the the hit off of it. Um, but yeah, Joe Henderson is is the artist. So, um, yeah, this album is is short. First of all, for for a jazz a jazz album, it's more like a forty two minute kind of standard album length some jazz albums can get like really, really lengthy long. yeah but um joe like henderson four hour deluxe edition of bitches brew which yeah. is sick yeah joe henderson is sax player um and this album came out in 63 and yeah i mean i don't i don't know too much about the history of it but blue bossa and record are basically jazz standards that like everyone covers um and those are kind of two like basically they're just like really easy to listen to jazz tunes like they're not dissonant they they don't have too much craziness to them i mean people obviously can go off on improvisations and make them as as crazy as they want to but 
the melodies are really nice and um usually the arrangements that that bands do with those tracks or those songs are are pretty pretty like smooth i guess like not smooth jazz but you know they sound they sound a little bit more accessible i guess yeah but but grady didn't pick that one yeah i was bummed i was like this is my (laughs) opportunity to have grady talk about jazz but i know it's all good i like i really like the jam album that um that grady chose i mean i'm familiar with the jam like in a kind of in like a vague familiarity way i don't i don't have like a ton of hours listening to them but i know who they are and kind of like what their deal was but it was cool to listen to because it's way it's almost like kind of mellow to listen to honestly like for a that little amount. bit because it's like groovy. it's got it's yeah it's groovy it's got the edge like the guitar is like real trebly yeah. Um, but like you said, the rhythm section is, I mean, for Paul Weller hating on them, they're really talented guys and they're really tight. And I think what I like about them being like a three piece, like, I don't think I'm wrong about that. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of overdubbing. Like they were like a very live band and they yeah. fill out the sound very well for having like, like the, the bass player, Bruce Foxton is not just like playing root notes and following what Paul Weller is doing. Oh yeah. The and, bass and, is definitely pretty complex. He's definitely riffing hard on that bass. Yeah. Um, and like Grady was saying, it's just like, you know, it's punky, but it's also, it's very poppy in terms of the melody. He said he's singing. Um, they incorporated like some, I feel like some production stuff that sounds like it could have worked well on revolver in terms of like, Weller like harmonizing with himself. There was some like psychedelic sounds going on, like getting into the falsetto um sometimes it just it covers a full spectrum like you've got some really hard songs like my favorite one on that record is um set the house ablaze i knew you were really, gonna say that yeah, yeah. and dude, here's my comment song is so bad I, when i was listening to that the riff on that song i was like this kind of sounds like a mac luster riff there you go i, I wish dude yeah. i i wish I that song that. is so cool and it goes real hard and then he starts whistling and la la lying with himself and it just like even within the song he's just like hitting so many different genre marks so i would recommend and the jam is another band like the smiths where like their catalog is so finite because they were only together for a short amount of time that it's worth going through and like i was saying if you start at the beginning you can really see the progression about like why paul weller left to go to the style council and style council has some good songs but uh the jam is definitely the coolest thing that he did so i was stoked when you pick it uh because another thing i don't know there have been a couple times on the show where like i've given you shit for like oh you haven't listened to all of unknown pleasures or like going back to neil <laughs> young sometimes i like to pick like older stuff that's like more my wheelhouse that like might be flying under your radar but i know you would dig yeah if it yeah. was just like I if think it was presented to that. you yeah i think i think this is a good pick for grady um so so that's why you picked this for grady basically yeah. what you just said like it's probably something that he should have listened to that maybe has flown, not even that like the I, radar. I, I, just like should listen to like i didn't want to like i'm not like berating him like how the yeah, fuck yeah. do you not know who the jam is but i'm but just like he if would you like... knew about if you knew about these guys you'd be into it yeah yeah for sure that's cool um All yeah right. i mean i i picked the jazz one for him because i feel like he i always say like oh you guys don't really listen to jazz and then he's like i do listen to jazz so i i said I just that too to that's so, why i showed yeah. my copy of kind of blue I just, when i was showing well off tyler record I, oh yeah I saw there's that. an album I saw i've been that. listening to a new album that I definitely want to pick for uh, for this podcast uh, that I think what, I think you artist? would like. Are you I'm not, not going to reveal that yet? Is it Kamasi Washington? No, but it is very 
I wouldn't say it's strictly a jazz album, but it's it's primarily a jazz album. I wonder if I've listened to it already. I highly doubt you have. But I feel like you would like it. Anyway, if the theme fits, I will probably yeah. choose that. I mean, you must as, as with all of <laughs> no. my music, I usually don't <laughs> listen to newer jazz just because it's a little bit harder yeah. to find. Like, Well, it's the like I said, it's not really a jazz album, but there's yeah. a lot of jazz happening. Well, we don't want to we don't want to revisit what you thought was a country album. No. <laughs> well, or talk about Joe Pass. So <laughs> anyway, right. Tyler. True. What? What Country's did you pick, overrated. Tyler? <laughs> what? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, don't. James is in the other room. Yeah, no, Shane, don't let him James in. James might hear. <laughs> don't. You didn't hear that. <laughs> all right. All right. What did I pick? So um, out of the two, I picked Grady's Choice for me, um, which was <laughs> an album called <laughs> Lavender uh, by a band called Half Waif. Fantastic um, scent, by the way. Yeah. Lavender. 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 Definitely Love a me a good top, lavender scented top anything. Choice. It's a very calming, relaxing smell. But uh, yeah, so so this band, um, I, I did a little bit of research on them. I mainly watched live footage because after listening to the, this record, I was really curious as to like what the live setup would be like. Me too. Um, so I'm uh, glad you did that because I did not. Yeah. So I guess there's like multiple iterations for the live setup. Well, for this band. Okay. First of all, let me let me backtrack a bit. So. Half Wave is uh, the stage name of basically one person. Um, she, her name is Nandi Rose Plunkett, uh, and she's based here in the U.S. Uh, she's from Massachusetts, um, and yeah, she doesn't have a lot of like notable history really. Like she was in one other indie band called. Pine she's in Grove. Pine Grove. Yeah, she's in yeah. Pine. well, Which she is a was big band. In, she was in, and they're big. Yeah, I mean they're they're reviewed well. They're big. They're like no, she's listed as a current member yeah. of Pine Grove. Really? I, I'm okay. actually. Yeah. So she's married. Well. She's married to the drummer mar- from Pine Grove. Yeah, she's married to I, Zach Levine. Or I whatever. think she still is in it, although Pine like Grove at a minimal had, level. Pine Grove have a had a controversy a couple. They of got years canceled back. for a sec, and yeah, then and they I were believe uncanceled. she left the band during that period. Okay, or that, there was that's probably some it. weird thing where they were so, on a hiatus, and I think she's back now. But she she's because they just put a record life. out. Well, they yeah. put one she, out in twenty eighteen, I think. They yeah, or, no, they put no, they have a newer one too. that oh, like everybody's okay. really mm-hmm. into, and I was very surprised because I'm like I thought they were done. Okay, okay, but yeah, Half Wife is definitely like her main focus her thing, yeah. right now because she she's which, sort of blown up with half which honestly i'm glad she did because pine grove and half wave sonically are very different oh bands. i don't like pine grove i mean I'm not i don't a fan. i don't dislike pine grove but like to me they're more like in that grove. kind of like i don't like the vocal school yeah i mean they're more of that old school like uh built to spill kind of sound like I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a little bit of. A stretch, I haven't really, like, I haven't really fucked with them. Daisy likes Pine Grove, so she's really upset with you guys. Right? No, I, I hey, I didn't say I disliked it. I, I, I have not put enough time into listening to it, but like, I just listened to it this week because of doing the research, and I was like, oh, what does this band sound like? Um, Almost everyone I know likes Pine Grove, and I've just I've tried, yeah. and I, I think it's just I don't like the vocalist. Yeah, it sort of has that like emo. Folky, like folky, emo, yeah. whiny voice. It's, it just doesn't appeal to me. To me, they're more. To folky, me, they fall emo, whiny. I don't like even that. know how to describe it. <laughs> to me, they fall more into the the section of the indie bracket that's like built to spill and like pavement, like that mm. kind of sub 
genre within it. I, I saw they I had the tag wrong, of like alt alt country, which sometimes pavement gets into the yeah, or like indie, Wilco, a country twang, like, like yeah, 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 like that yeah. kind of realm. Like I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but that that was my impression at least. Um, yeah, anyway, okay, so yeah. half wave. So half wave is cool. Um, she. So back to the the live setup. So uh, from what I can tell, there's like multiple iterations of that. Um, sometimes she's kind of like on her own or with one other person, with two other people. And then sometimes she has like a bunch of people with her. So like one of the cool ones I watched was the Tiny Desk concert, which is ironic because oh, I haven't seen that. it's like the smallest, most like intimate venue a band can play pretty much. And she had like her full band there. There's like five <laughs> members. Um, but it was cool because one thing that is like a really prominent element to this album is a bunch of like synthesizer layers. And so I was like wondering how that goes live. Like, is it looped? Is it, does she have multiple synths that she's like rocking out like two hand, like one on one on each synth or whatever. But no, she actually has like three people playing the synths. And then she had two drummers. One was playing a real kit and then one was playing electronic drums and then yeah. one of the synth guys okay. sings and he plays guitar and bass too. In her so, music she has she uses both live drums and yeah. and digital yeah. percussion. Yeah, which I figured out way. along the way because like if, on first impression you don't hear a lot of the live drum sounds but like they're definitely in there. Mm -hmm. um, no, this album is very layered. Oh, there's yeah, a, yeah. There's, there's a, a lot, lot going on. A lot yeah, of layers like it's, for sure. It's synth pop like at its base level. But I feel like it's a lot more textured and layered than, you know, like a lot of just generic well, sounding synth pop so, artists out there. Yeah, so let's play let's play the track. Um Okay, what song are you playing? Lilac House from the beginning. Lilac and then, House. And then we'll uh we'll get into it. Alright, this is Lilac House from Half Wave. that i don't know if you guys saw the diet coke party i was having no i didn't no, we were I, focused on our jobs over yep. here you know I doing, the heavy, job. doing the heavy lifting <laughs> no i mean our job of playing the clips and turning them up so you can hear the clips and i am the face of this podcast <laughs> damn well uh we need to reevaluate that then but uh, I'm, I'm surprised you chose that song to play it's a good song but i thought you would pick one of the more like one of the bigger hits, like silt. yeah, like uh, silt, like keep it out or silt or maybe torches. Those are kind of the yeah, more yeah. poppy. You like, know what, silt? When because I was re I read the Pitchfork review for your guys is because they're relatively well. Tyler's is older, but this one's newer. Yeah. And silt was described as the crown jewel, and mm -hmm. like they spent like a whole paragraph on yeah. it, and I didn't get that. Like it was okay. It wasn't my oh, favorite. I, I like, like that I, song. I, I like, like that song a lot. A I also lot. like Salt Candy and. Uh, Back in Brooklyn. So Back to um, Brooklyn was one of my favorite because I think like on an album that's like synth pop with all the because 
she covers the full gamut with all the synth tones like a yeah. lot of like i get some james blake tones in there without sure. all like the chopping and the glitching yeah. or whatever but, but back to brooklyn to just have like a straight up so, piano so that's what i, I really, really like that's what i really like about this album is that it goes it goes to both sides right you go you have like the deep heavy electronic bunch of, bunch of synth layers bunch of layering and then you have this like totally stripped back piano and vocal forward songs right. um and to me there's two things the reason i chose the lilac house song to play is there's two things about this album that i think are really powerful one is that she's got a crazy powerful voice like her, her voice, voice is really good i believe she's like classically trained or operatically trained or something like that well watching her play piano live too like she's definitely got like some like just classical piano skills as well mm -hmm. but like yeah vocally she she's one of those people that definitely tries like really fucking tries to sing and it mm -hmm. works and i think she's she definitely like has a, a powerful voice <laughs> but also like our super emotional voice mm -hmm. the other reason i chose this track is because i like synthesizer sounds that have that really like hammer uh hammer style sound to them like they almost sound like a keyboard hammer but like if that was taken into an electronic instrument um which that the main synth on this track has that i mean i'm not too well versed in like oh that is a this type of synthesizer or whatever but like sonically i recognize oh shit that that's like that sound that i like um <laughs> from synths so I think the album has both things going for it. It has a lot of natural instruments, a lot of like classically trained elements or like whatever. And then it has like the full gambit of electronic stuff. So that as Grady may know is what I usually like with when that's I'm listening was, to electronic gotta, music is I like that it has a balance. We so, got to get into why Grady picked it for you. Yeah, right. So go ahead. Um, there are a couple reasons. Um, this is a band that I've uh, I've been interested in for a while. Uh, I got into them back when they released uh, their album Probable Depths, which was only in 2016. They've released an album every two years since 2014 consistently. Yeah, which I, I like is, Probable is impressive. Depths a lot too. That's um, when I got into them too. Yeah, that album's really good. They also have a new album that just came out uh, about a month ago um, called The Caretaker, which is also very good. It's it's yeah. it's very much like an extension of of this sound and that one on lavender that one's gotten it's like the best critical acclaim so I, far, I think right? yeah i think it's received yeah. a, the best critical claim yeah. it's a little denser in my opinion so it's yeah. a little harder to get into initially uh than lavender but i would say it's it's arguably just as good if not better i, I still kind of like lavender a bit more just because i'm more used to it but the new album's definitely good so check that out if you yeah like this it's good um so i chose this because a while back, you I remember you were super into the band Braids. Yeah, this definitely has and Braids quality. And to me, when I'm listen I listen to this, there's a lot of like crossover. Mm -hmm. I think that their their vocals are they're different, but they have a sort of a similar quality of like very like emotional and you yeah. can tell they're like putting like you know, their whole soul like in the yeah, when they sing. It's I, not like very it's not really withdrawn and like so I also like, think of like a Saint Vincent or like yeah i could see that I, too. I wrote down saint yeah. vincent too um so it reminded me of of braids and braids um they also are pretty like electronic and i think their electronics are pretty similar and they melt yeah. they meld live instrumentation yep. with yep. guitars and live drumming yeah um i think the drummer in braids is a little better than the drumming oh, on this because dude, that dude is that fucking is insane so he's fucking super good. good at drumming well the drumming on um, this is very minimal but i yeah. feel like it goes with the songwriting like even in that track that i played <clears throat> 
what they're actually playing like on the synth, super simple. It's basically like an arpeggio of just like do, 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 like really simple, but like it's more about the tones and the layers for me like Mm -hmm. that. So she, if you have good tones and you have a ton of them, like you don't need everything to be that complex. Like you just build the complexity of the song within those layers, right? Right. And I would say, like, going with this, uh, I didn't, I should have written down the tracks, but there were a couple instances where, like I said, like, the whole album is very layered, but it's also, like, very dynamic. Like, she'll build something up by, like, yeah. adding layer and layer, and then some points, like, it'll all cut out towards, like, just her voice right. and, like, a kick drum sound or, like, just her voice and, like, one synth or whatever. That's, and it'll like, build, in, it'll um, build back in up. Salt Candy, I think. She does I like that. that what one, I yeah. like about her... Um, what I like about her music is that she's able to do these like sudden tonal shifts within the songs. So like for that, for instance, in Lilac House, you heard a little bit of in the clip, um, but it's sort of that kind of weird arpeggiated synth. It's like, and it's kind of has that like augmented quality where it's mm-hmm. like almost dissonant. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it cuts out into this like angelic, more like soft, like yeah. vocal um, synth like part that where More she does this really sense. like pretty vocal melody yeah. so she's able to sort of just shift the song like on its head um in in really interesting ways and i think that's one of her qualities that i, I really appreciate about her music totally she does that a lot in a lot of her songs not in every song you know some songs are you know more simpler more stripped back etc but um and the one thing i would I say really that like stood out to me about her because like it goes like I don't know. I think synth pop is like a way of putting it just like as a very basic way to try to describe it. Cause I think right. what she yeah. does is like a lot more complex than that. For sure. But like her lyrics yeah. are awesome. Like it's, and that's something that I just feel like you don't generally associate if you're just going for straight up synth pop, but like they're very narrative. Like I read a couple interviews with her today about like her songwriting process and where she pulls the lyrics from. Um, they're also pretty depressing. But it's very good. Oh, yeah, it's very yeah, sad. Like <laughs> very the, sad. So my favorite tracks are probably the first three. Lavender Burning. Uh, tor- specifically Torches and Keep It Out. And then I also really like the last song, Ocean Scope, which yeah. I think is really good. Dude, is Lavender Burning like super reminiscent of that St. Vincent song, New York? That's what I thought. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. I, a little bit. So, yeah. that, I mean, she's also talking about New York in the song. Yeah. Well, and there's song, another song about Brooklyn. Yeah. Like. That song is, um, I believe it's about her grandmother who, like, it's one of her last memories of her grandmother where she went over to her grandmother's house and she was, like, out in her garden picking lavender or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like making tea and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and I think she's able to convey those, like, emotions in that, that uh, scene very well. Yeah, well, lyrics. like vocally too, like the actual way her voice sounds and how she, the emotion she puts into it makes it even that much bigger, like emotionally. But mm-hmm. this album, I guess, like I was reading the um, the Pitchfork review Jake was referencing as well, but they were talking about like a bunch of themes in here, like uh, ex-lovers and then like soul searching, like um, family, like loss, like, I don't know. There's a bunch, there's like a bunch of themes, but... What I think is cool about it is that, like Jake said, like it might not be a complete narrative, like from beginning to end on the album, but like she does a good job narrating each song. Like each right. song has a story, and she kind of is telling that story. It gets up and down as far as how emotionally it is, but um, 
I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It definitely, I think my, it's really good. The one thing that I noticed, and it's, uh, it reminded me when Grady said that he likes the first three a lot. The only thing that I think kind of threw me off guard with this album is I think in terms of the track listing, that it's a little top heavy, that the best songs are yeah. all in the first half. And there are a few, I wouldn't say the before best. salt candy or whatever that are kind of just like, they're not bad, but I kind of like lulled out. I, I think it's a consistent yeah, album, I but there's, to me, there's sort of like uh, two song gaps where there's like two two really good songs and then two songs that are like good but like not as good, you know. And it yeah. co- follows that pattern. Like I really like uh, like two and three. I mean, the first half is like pretty solid overall, but then like in the yeah, evening, exactly. solid to void. Those are like a little bit. Eh. Silt is really good. Back in Brooklyn's good. Then like parts and leveler are kind of on like. Eh. And then yeah. the last two are really strong for me. Like, not yeah. to say any of the yeah. songs are bad. I like all of them, but in terms of, like, you know, tier level or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it has a good arc to it, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it starts off super hot, like, just, like, straight-up jams, kind of, like, bunch of layers, bunch of, like, very narrative songs, and then it kind of, like, pulls back. And then it has that comeback and, like, silt, and then pulls back and back to Brooklyn and then like at the end it kind of has anyway it's cool I think what was the, the album that you didn't pick from Jake yeah so Jake do you want to oh yeah I picked um Hot Rats by uh Frank Zappa yeah so oh. Tyler so and it was one that I had brought up I think I had toyed around with picking it for the our hotly contested guitar episode that is our most popular and tyler was just like why don't you pick that i would way prefer that you pick a zappa one than any of the ones you're suggesting and i was like well fuck you i'm not gonna pick one that you want yeah so then i give it to him and then he's just like oh no i'm not gonna pick it okay like like well so okay so yeah i'm sorry you feel that way (laughs) so the reason i didn't pick that one is because i didn't want to like analyze it like oh to be God. straight up, like not not be not out of laziness, but like the thing about <laughs> it's Frank 90 percent instrumental. Right. So be, and, it, yeah. and it's very jammy. And yeah. I mean, I like the album a lot. Like, but the thing about Frank Zappa is like I'm always very like self-conscious analyzing his music. Like, I really don't fucking know what's going on. Like, I know I that can't I talk like about it. it. I, exactly. You know that it's good and yeah. you put it on and you like it, but I couldn't explain why. Okay, exactly. Like, and if so you guys don't know how to talk about Frank Zappa. I would be fucking lost at sea. Yeah. All right. No, I'm I know. Really <laughs> glad you didn't so pick that's that why I didn't pick it because like I was like listening to it. And I was like, man, this is so fucking good. But I'm like, but how, how, how am I going to talk about this shit? Like, cause you either seem like an asshole or you right. seem really uneducated. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's yeah. just good. And like that fool, um, like he, what he did musically like he pushed so many envelopes through that like uh, i mean if you listen to his earlier shit it's like it's like kind of reminiscent or not reminiscent but like it's um it's like influential towards like sampling and like repetitive well, samples and, uh, used I and like i think hot rats samples. was like the first one to use like a like a 16 channel like mix or something like that i'm like tyler's gonna get into like the whole production thing of it and be like this is mind-blowing i could but like it would have been a lot and and like i said like it's not out of laziness but it's about it's more out of like it's overconscious of just like i don't want to sound like a pretentious or i don't want to sound dumb you know like an idiot yeah yeah and it's tough but i so i would say though in general if i have to talk about zappa I actually prefer his like earlier like off the fucking wall vocal weird shit to like the jammy shit. See, and I have like I collect I 
I like the instrumental, the jammier guitar ones, I mean, or whatever. But the yeah, stuff with the I mothers do, is good. Yeah, like, like I, I, do I like, like all of it, but yeah, I like all of it too, and I do like the jammy stuff. But like, I there's something about the earlier stuff that is more to me like experimental. Uh, the jammy <laughs> stuff is definitely experimental in like an instrument way, but like the earlier stuff is just like you don't fucking hear music like that anywhere else. Like you just yeah. really don't. Like what he was doing there, and for the the time era that he was doing it in, it's like very pushing you know pushing the the boundaries but all right well on that note should we move on to jake's yeah all right uh feel free to chime in because i didn't do a whole lot of like book report research on these guys but i really fucking liked this record so i picked um it's a good the album album that tyler picked for me and i'm really glad that you liked this because when you when i sent this to you and i said have you heard this and you said no i was like oh fuck I'm going to show well, him what was a the, band. What it's, was the first one you sent? Oh, you wanted me to listen to 22 a million as a joke. You're like, here's what oh I picked God. for you. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, that's oh a my joke. God. Like, <laughs> I know you've listened to that a million times, too. <laughs> I was just like, 22 no, million gotta, times. Yeah, this, no, album, you, this album, though, this Wild Beast album, is one of those quintessential 2010s indie rock albums. I have like, never. Most people don't know which about is, that. I've really never yes. heard of. That's crazy. Uh, Grady, as someone who was like in high school, like during that time, I've never heard anything from these fucking That's guys. That's crazy before. to me yeah. because like, then I, I, I feel put like this when on, you, but I didn't hear, I when did you not bring listen up, to this album until probably 2012 or 2013. When you bring up like 2010s indie rock, you think of like Dirty Projectors, Grizzly Bear, and Wild Beast. Those are like the first three that come to my mind. Well, that's you. I'm telling yeah, you, that's I not the like Deer Hunter. That's not the oh, well, Deer, like, Deer yeah, Hunter, too. Yeah. yeah, Deer Hunter is definitely up Yeah, there. anyway, yeah. so Wild Beast, the album is called Two Dancers. Uh, it was put out by Domino, which when I looked that up is like Domino doesn't really put out bad music, so that was yeah. good. Uh, they're Brit- <laughs> they were a British rock band. They're not together anymore. This was their second album. Rip. Um, and... Yeah, that's pretty I also, much all I also all picked I know. it because they're British. I was like, they're British. So Jake can't hate them. Lot, lots of British, <laughs> two British bands this week. Yeah, that's true. See, and the thing that I thought, and I'll get into later the album that Grady picked for me that I didn't pick. I think both of you guys went for ones that to me like had a bit of like an 80s influence or sound to it or whatever. Because the first thing I thought with whoever the, the high vocalist is, because there's two yeah, main two vocalists. Guys. So Hayden Thorpe, were, he's the yeah. sort of more like high vocalist operatic sounding he has sort of that and like, then the oh. and then fleming fleming the bass player i think is the lower register yeah, guy he is kind of but i immediately like sounding so it's groovy and with the high stuff i'm like this is kind of like if kate bush was a dude for the first <laughs> vibes that i got i was like because that, that first that first song and i'm not playing that one um blew my mind the fun um, powder plot yeah dude that song yeah, is it's, it's so, so good. good so i was like looking at because i'm just like this is definitely like like I don't know what genre they're, they're like art rock or whatever, but I went on their mm-hmm. discogs today because I want to buy this album on vinyl now. Um, nice. And there's there is a comment on discogs or whatever in all caps, like fighting the genre classification. It says this is not math rock or whatever. Oh like there's no math to it. <laughs> but I did think one of the things I lot of but there's a lot of polyrhythms going on, like counter yeah. counter rhythms going, like the bass mm-hmm. player and the drummer on two different like it's really, really cool. It's vocally very interesting. Um and lyrically it is like so, that shit off the wall. I little, love it. little fun fact about me and this album. I, I did not pick t- this was Tyler's pick for Jake. But Grady was very familiar but with I, that, I I love this album. Um this was an album that I listened to a lot in college, and specifically when we were in Deer Throne. Yeah, because Albert showed us this a band. lot. Yeah, he sort of introduced us, and 
it was honestly a pretty big influence for me in Deer Throne. Like, um, one of the songs, Two Dancers 2, is like a direct influence for one of the songs on Deer I Throne. I could see, like, I could see vocally you you matching but, up with, with Fleming a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually, I liked... I took in, inspiration from both the vocalists. Um, I liked the sort of operatic quality of, of Hayden Thorpe, but I really was interested in the uh, the Fleming's like sort of lower register. Um, and so I was listening to this a lot, and I was trying to incorporate more of my lower register into the Deer Throne songs. Uh, so I, I, and I thought that was really interesting. And but I yeah, kept reading the so. well. Let's play. Let's play a clip um, yeah. okay. from. This is our lot. You can just start it from the beginning. This, oh man. All right. Yeah, this is a, this is our lot from Wild Beasts. That doesn't even get into any of the crazy vocals. Yeah, that had no vocals. Yeah, no, I know, but like, holy shit, that that bass line. Yeah, super. Like that's all I wrote in my notes. I just wrote holy shit. (laughs) That song to me has such so good. That to me, that song has such a good build up from the beginning where it's like just the bass line and the drums, and you're like, okay, yeah, everything's coming. I'm into it, and then that like nice guitar strum comes in that's like pan to the left. Yeah, and you're like, okay, I can fuck with this, and then like the guitar lead comes in. And you're just like, okay, Dude, yeah. It's yeah, so good. That's one, like, that's one where what we just played is definitely just like a taste of right. where the yeah. song goes. So right. like definitely listen to the whole song. But but yeah, just like lyrically, I wanted to read because I because I had to look up the lyrics or whatever because I was just like, because they're so, some of them are nonsensical or whatever. But like from the first one, the fun powder plot, which would have been my second choice to play a clip, just like repeating the phrase donkey jaw diction, just like <laughs> the alliteration. You're like, what, about what the when fuck he, is that? What about well, no, when he, okay. The second verse, I'll read it as uh, poetry because that's what it is. (laughs) This is a booty call. My boot, my boot, my boot, my boot up your asshole. This is a Freudian slip. My slip, my slipper, my slipper in your bits. And I was just like, did I just (laughs) get laid? Like when I heard like what just happened because I kind of liked it. But dude, Dude, I like when he he um, says, um, I like, it's like he says the weirdest shit in terms of like, I don't know if it's like sexual or just like uh, like well, pet names or whatever. But he's like other... when, he's, when he says "my darling" and then he says "my dumpling." Like for some reason that yeah, is my, so my dumpling. Like, vivid but I read to me. that the first like... album because I I need to go listen through all their shit. But I guess this is supposed to be more refined. But people kept talking about like because this is their second album that you know they kept talking about how sexual the first album was, which yeah. I haven't listened to. So I haven't. I don't what about know the third? About the like, third album is super sexual. Present tense. Or wait, is it not the third? Is that their third? It's the or? most. I think it's the one right before they broke up. Boy oh, King. Oh, Boy King. Boy that King. one's not very good. Yeah, but it's super sexual though. So yeah, that was the one after. Yeah. Uh. So I this album I think is their best, personally. That seems to be um, the consensus. Yeah. And then, 
a close second for me is Present Tense. I really like that album, which came out in 2014. Yeah, it's good, definitely too. a very different vibe, much more electronic, synth-heavy. Uh, the songs are a lot softer, generally. Like, there's more, like, ballads and stuff. Um, but it's also, it's, it's still a really good album. Um, I don't, I don't think you would like it nearly as much, Jake. Really? But you should I mean, definitely check to, it out still. Yeah, it's still a really good album. I'm down to check it out. Um, but yeah, just lyrically off the wall, like I said, um, there's a lot of layers going on and it's kind of divided. Like it doesn't feel like there are a whole bunch of songs where both the vocalists are singing at the same time. It kind of seems like they're either divided, like one is taking like the, the reins on them. And I tend to like, um, what's his Thorpe's. Uh, where he's the lead vocalist, which is more than 50% of them. Like, I like the weirder stuff. Um, I like but both yeah, of them. One, no, I, I think I it's great. Like, the, whole, the whole album yeah. is great. The title track, the the two-part suite is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think both the, the singles, like, because what's the other? single, so, I think the hit single was All the King's Men. And Hooten and really? Hollerin or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. one is Hooten really catchy. Yeah, yeah, that Hooten one. That one's really Hooten good. That one's yeah. Thorpe, and I think All the King's Men is Fleming. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, they definitely... Okay, so you're probably going to hate this, but to me, the, this band definitely has a grizzly bear thing going where For they've sure. got two singers. They're both really fucking good singers. I feel like people tend to choose, like, one or the other. Like, they're like, oh, I like his songs versus his. Right. Maybe Blink-182 is another example. Two singers, very different, like, types of voices. <laughs> but, hey, I'm just saying, like, they've yeah, got no, that thing going doing, where, yeah. like, not a lot of bands have, like, two singers like this in this capacity where they're, like both writing songs they have two very different ranges and like they're able to like work together as well like because there's songs where they both sing and they like sing together that sound really good too but i think the thing that happens or whatever is like no matter who's the lead vocalist like the vibe of the music doesn't change like you're just isn't like oh i can tell this dude wrote this song because it's a different style when i first started listening to this band um the hayden thorpe guy has like such a crazy range that like for a while I didn't even think there were two singers. I just thought he could just shape shift his voice that much. Have yeah. you listened to any of their? Because it seems like they both broke off and did projects after this. Uh-huh. Have you followed either of them at all? Uh, I've haven't. listened to Hayden Thorpe's solo album. It was okay. It? Okay. Um, it wasn't bad. It it just wasn't up to the expectations I had coming from listening to wild beast or at least these those two wild beast albums that that i like yeah the most i haven't listened yeah. to any of the solo stuff but but this album because it's like people were bummed i didn't really read a whole lot about why they broke up um i think but, they just um, kind of were over it or something. yeah they were just done i think, I think they made like it a to slow like, fizzle i don't remember I think they like made it to like five out. albums but this one they got a bunch of awards for them like a bunch of end of the year lists or whatever i think they put it it made it into the revised version of that book, like a thousand and one albums you need to listen to before you die. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. But again, I was just like, it was for a band that I haven't heard of from an era where I was like actively listening to like this kind of like indie music or whatever. I was just like, who this, this album this? came yeah. out the like, same uh, year as Bitte Orca. <laughs> that's trippy. That's I nuts. definitely discovered yeah, like, this band way later though. Like personally. And I believe, uh, the Academist came out in 2009 also. Right. Uh, or was that 2010? Uh, it, yeah, it might have been. It might have been 2009. You guys I, had I your think Grizzly Bear 
circle jerk somewhere else. Well, this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. What I'm saying when you think of like what was happening, those bands. It was 2009. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. There was all these like bands on these big indie labels. Like this is a Domino band, same label as Dirty Projectors. Right, right, right. So they were like this Damn, scene. Dude, 2009 you know? was a good fucking year oh, for God. music. It was so dude. good. Arguably oh, the best year man. in indie music. Good times. Personally. Makes me but, miss 2009. I mean, Bit to Work is my favorite album ever. Jake, so. Jake what were you doing in 2009? What was I doing? I was uh, getting diabetes. Oh, Fun. God, Jake. Way to bring yeah. it down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, Jake. <laughs> what else were you doing? Way to make it all about you. <laughs> I cut my hair for the first time in 2009. Oh, my God. That's you had, like, super long hair. I feel like 2009 was, like, the like I became I, the part I got of our into friendship. Indian music. That was, like, the part of our friendship where we got pretty close. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped wearing Iron Maiden and Metallica shirts. Cut my hair. Bought a bunch of flannel and skinny jeans. I, uh, and listened to Bony Bear. That's yeah, you what became I did in cool. 2009. Yeah, that I was, became a real person. <laughs> that was my freshman year of high school. And Tyler, yeah. Tyler said, "You know what? I I'll allow it. I'll allow yeah, this said, guy like into my Jake inner guy. circle. I'll, I'll allow it." <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's Jake guy, so I wanted he's to go. Right. <laughs> so the album I didn't pick from from that Grady picked for me was by a band called Part Time. And I forget what the record's called. I'm familiar with them because I'm pretty sure they started off on like Burger. The album is called Burger Spell P- Spell Number Six. And you're not the only yeah. one who's recommended that album to me because it. I think that also falls into kind of um, like an '80s, like trying to channel an '80s vibe. For sure, um, that's why I tried to pick it for you. I thought, yeah, that, exactly, exactly. I think that his um, his vocals to me and songwriting reminded me a lot of uh, of Morrissey. I see when people say that to me, I get I get upset. Wait, so did you find any (laughs) did you find any Smith's uh, similarities in the Wild Beasts album? Maybe a little bit in some like lyrically, like in the wordplay, like there's a lot of alliteration and double entendres or whatever. But musically, no, it's just it's way it's way weirder and it's catchy, but it's not poppy, if that makes sense. Like it's groovy, but it's like not straightforward, like. Like good luck. I I can't imagine them playing like that song on the radio. Maybe Hooten and Howlin has a bit more of a straightforward song yeah. structure. Um, For sure. But yeah, I think the reason the reason why I went with Wild Beast because that part time album is good, but this was just like so new from for me. It's, it's and, good. You know, it's without good, being I will say a total downer. I was like. I can't believe Tyler just gave me a band that I haven't heard of that I really I know, like. Right? No, yes, I, I, I honestly, yeah. I fucking well, win. I mean, if yeah. I, I would have picked the Wild Beast album over the album I gave for you. So yeah, okay. Um, I, it's totally, yeah, I'm Grady, totally okay. Grady with was it. a little butt hurt when I picked this for you because he's like, "Well, I fucking, I love that album, so that's not, that doesn't qualify." I'm like, "Ah, eh, this week is kind of <laughs> well, like see, a it, different okay, Tyler, thing." Without being mean about it, the first thing, like when I heard this band and you picked it for me, I'm just like. Okay, Tyler definitely got this from Grady, and no. he is transferring it. To no, no, I didn't actually. The, Albert, no, I'm, Albert I showed us this band at the same yeah, time, around and, the same and time. that was when we were like Grady said, like we're in Deer Throne, we're like kind of figuring it out still. Like, what is Deer Throne going to be? Is it going to be like a band with vocals or not? Or like, like what the fuck are we doing here, kind of thing? Because like, I don't know if you if you know this, Jake, but not a lot of people know this. When Deer Throne started, it was like half me on guitar and singing. And then half like instrumental shit. And then like we had fucking Charlotte singing on a song. Like what? it was like, yeah. And Grady was like drumming on some stuff. Like well, it was all over the map. I heard you guys jamming a lot in, in the, the garage in our apartment. And like over time, I just had heard the same like three songs over and over again that I started thinking of like vocal melodies that I could do over there. Yeah. And eventually nice. I would just approach them and I was like, 
Uh, if you guys want, like, I can try to fucking write like, vocals. Hey, so these. I've been upstairs yeah. and just like writing lyrics while you guys are jamming, and like, I think I can like be in this band. <laughs> I mean, nice. That's probably how you guys viewed it. Well, no, it was funny because like the way what I think what you brought up earlier though is like what I think made Deer Throne become what it was was like Albert started showing both of us like bands that kind of accomplished what we were like on the on the forefront of of like trying to figure out is like how. How are we going to make this like kind of mathy music, like dissonant, like distorted shit, but like also accessible to listen to? And like, well, that was the fun part for me was it was something so different than what I had been doing in the past. Like I'd been making like cute little indie pop songs on my with my one mic on my computer. Like folk. Yeah. Like folky indie pop. It was pretty. They're pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, So (laughs) it was fun for me to try to think of. Um, new ways okay. to approach music. What was I going to say? So how does the, um, how are we voting for this again? We can't vote for the one that we picked for the person. Yes. So like I can't vote for lavender and yeah. okay. Jake, you can't vote for the one you picked for me. Okay. For jam and so on. Uh, okay. I don't think we're going to really count this vote, right? Yeah. We're just kind of doing it for fun. Cause this was I couldn't weird... even, I couldn't even tell you what the record is right now. So. Wait, but, so that means that, okay, yeah, I think I get it. So, anyway, before we before we vote though, Jake, what did you think of the guitar playing on the Wild Beasts album? Um, you know what? Honestly, it didn't stand out to me like that much. I thought it was very bass heavy, and again, the drum rhythms were really really interesting. Yeah. Um, the tone is good, like the ringing clean tone of yeah. it. And again, it's like it's not just straight up playing the whole time. Like it, it serves the song. It's filling in spaces. It's like, right. Really like a guitar meet. heavy, like centric no. album. No, they use in- guitar more as an a, another layer and like like to, accents. To, yeah, like, yeah, to yeah, accent yeah. to create to me, new se- different sounds. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. To me, this is one of those albums that falls into like kind of like a circus survive category guitar wise because it's like very atmospheric guitar but it's still like it's still really important in the songs but it's like not right. at the forefront you know right and like they're like not a good, based, i wouldn't say they're not a guitar band no and like, it's more based on no. like what tone is happening and like what it's what layer and like song like sound it's providing right you know and yeah. i think um, this album of of their whole discography they really experimented with different guitar tones and ways yeah. to use guitar other than just being like, okay, this is the main riff. Yeah. Here's the song. Yeah. You know, they it's experiment with different sounds at all. No, for the guitars. Yeah. Whereas in the, the follow up present tense, there is some guitar. It's a lot, there's a lot less guitar and they don't use it as uniquely. Yeah. I should yeah. say. Okay. Are we voting? All right. We good? I think so. So send it back to Grady. All right, Grady, you can't pick the one that you picked for Tyler. All right. So, right which is either my the one that I talked about or, yeah, the, or, or the other. Yeah. Um I did like your album or my album however you want to call it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did the jam, the jam. I did like the jam album a lot yeah. and I'm glad you picked that for me um because it definitely was like this is a Jake album that also Grady likes type yeah. of yeah. vibe. Uh for sure. But yeah, the Wild Beast album has just been like uh such an integral album in my life that i gotta go with that one well i think it's interesting because this whole week i feel like we this is the first week in a long time if maybe it might be the first week ever where we picked all three albums i think all three of us liked yeah 
No, that I, is true. I like, yeah. I, I was like surprised. I was like, I, I feel like this is solid. Like we all, we all are going to like these picks. And it's funny because this was like a different format that was kind of like really hard to grasp at first. Like remember when we were trying to figure this out, like, wait, does Tyler pick two records for Grady and two records for Jake? And like, yeah. Like, and then do yeah, we, we are we going to each, like, are we going to each pick two records? Like I'm going to pick one that Grady chose for me and one that Jake chose for me, or just like pick one or the other, like whatever. But I think we, I think, I think we, we dialed it, right. it in. Yeah. Like I, I feel like it kind of worked. Um, I still think we should do a shit posting one where the goal is to pick a record that we know the person will absolutely hate, hate and it's going to be <laughs> yeah. painful for them to talk. About. That would be pretty oh, funny. God. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think we all, we all liked everything. So that's uh, again, a reason why I guess the vote won't really count, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I, so it's either between lavender or the jam. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I really like lavender um it's definitely it's funny because i've i'm pretty familiar with half wave um which by the way their name is kind of cool i never talked about that but like yeah waif is a an abandoned child or like a neglected child so, yeah like anyway, a nomadic child kind of interesting yeah. but i had to look that up because i was like what what is waif what does that mean it's um, a wife, i confused wife it with i I thought it was waifu at half first. And waifu. Like, That's, I don't know if I want to listen to this. Yeah. This is weird. Um, <laughs> Only half, though. So, so I'm I really not a like, full waifu. <laughs> so I really like Half Wave, but um, I think I like their other albums better. Like, I like Probable Depths more, and I think I like the new one more than Lavender. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. I, but, so I, well, I picked this before that album came out, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That album's, like, um, brand new. Yeah. Came no out, excuses. Like, in March. But I like this. I came mean, out in I've, March. I'm fine with that. But I was actually debating whether or not I wanted to pick Probable Depths or this one. I figured you would like this one more than Probable Depths. Looks like you No, I, I actually like Probable Depths the most out of all of them. It's a, it's good. Yeah. It's a really good to album. To me, it's a little more raw. It is. It's more raw. Yeah. This one's more polished. Yeah. For sure. Which is great, but I don't know. Whatever. But... So I is guess this you voting for the yeah, jam. I'm gonna Tyler? go. I'm gonna vote with the jam because wow. what? Because the difference for me was that um, I didn't expect to like that pick. Like when it first came out, I was like, ah, it's gonna be okay. But like yeah. actually, when I when I went back and listened to the playlist like multiple times, I actually got pretty into that album. Um, it's so good. But yeah, I mean, I liked both both a lot, like Lavender and uh, the Jam album. But yeah, that was a surprise, pleasant surprise for sure. Sweet um, yeah, and I'm I'm going to um, because actually you guys both picked like I I had not heard anything from either of these artists before. These were totally new bands for me, um, and same thing. I really like Lavender, and I could see myself going and listening to the rest of Halfway's discography. Um, but I was I was blown away by the Wild Beast nice. band again, being like slapping myself in the head, being like, "How the fuck have I not heard this band before?" And that goes with you guys being like, "How the yeah. f- how the fuck have you not given me this band before we do this podcast?" Hey, like that album's old. We should I have know. we should like, have a pick, we should have a dude, some hard. sort of tally for like if someone discovers an album that they like super fucking like from this podcast, yeah. we should yeah. have like a little list of yeah, like, like who's a gold done, star. Yeah, like someone gets yeah. a gold star for for yeah. you know generating. Right, well, one Tyler, of those. you can have the first gold star officially yes. from me because I I love that. That's great. Um, I mean, I, I thought you'd like it. Like, I was a little nervous at first because I was like, eh, I know, like, indie music is, like, kind of a hit or miss with Jake. Like, he definitely can hate on certain bands in that realm. But I was like, like all right, Bear. they're British. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, they're British. They kind of sound like some vocal shit kind of sounds like the Smiths, like, lyrically, some of the shit. I don't know. I could see it. And, uh, 
I was like, I, I'm gonna do it. I hope he likes it. But yeah, I mean, that's rad that you that you really fucking liked it. I will say the first reaction when I put it on when the vocals first started in the fun powder plot, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I didn't think I was gonna like it, but the more I played it, it was really good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely the vocals are definitely different. They're yeah. they're definitely a little bit out there, but. All right, um, let's do the singles real quick because I'm actually excited. I think the singles were all good this week. Oh too. yeah, I'll speak so, for myself on the well, Moody Man front. But. So I'll go first because mine was first on the list. I think, right? Yeah, buddy. Okay, so um, I picked "Gathering Dust" by Katzi Pline. Um, this is music from a dear friend of ours, uh, and I think that th- when did they put this out? March. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like March. right at the beginning of the whole quarantine shit and um Whoa, it's like really fucking apt yeah it's super apt like <laughs> first holy of all, shit now yeah. that i'm i'm just like thinking about it okay yeah like, so, <laughs> so that's i picked it for the two reasons but lyrically and like just sonically it's very apt for like what's going on but also it's important to support smaller bands right now and uh i 100%. wanted to pick it and fucking push that point like some of these people that make music right now, they fucking rely on that income and they're not able to play live. Like they're not able to tour. I mean, even bigger bands like Jake, you were telling me X was like, we can't fucking tour. So we're putting our shit on Bandcamp, and you guys got to pay for it. Cause like we need to pay our rent. Spotify you know? doesn't pay shit. Yeah. Go listen yeah. to the new X album. Bandcamp really yeah. Bandcamp has been doing uh, sort of a thing during the quarantine where they're, uh, not they're waving their revenue share yeah i was saying revenir shoe revenir shoe that <laughs> sounds a like a name. really cool shoe that's a good uh, that's a good Reven- Reven- sounds like a nike shoe revenir shoe a really big shoe uh, a really big shoe <laughs> we got a really big shoe. again but yeah um, your pick too for picking catsy so, pline it makes it a lot easier when the friend you know makes music and the music's good because i don't yes. want to lie and yeah talk so no, I've okay so music. so catsy pline is a, a very music for a, a very fun take on uh patsy klein right that's like the, oh, the name right i, I get it okay i didn't know if you knew that but no. <laughs> jesus christ I just had to point it out just, just for you, Jake. Thank you. Um, kinda, but anyway, so, sad so their music is really cool. Um, we've been, we've been friends and a fan of their music for a long time. Um, like since high school uh, and yeah, we've collaborated on shit. I mean, not recording, but like used to jam on shit and all that. But, um, yeah, super talented. Uh, definitely check them out. If you've never heard them, they're on and Spotify. And the album's called in this time of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is really which is cool. good which yeah. is a, described as like a, a, a apocalypse love songs right which is, is how they a, described it i believe that's a bob dylan song in this time no in my time of dying some it sounds yeah. like a bob dylan thing I, I don't know that's a song i think but anyway <laughs> um but yeah it's a really cool sound so um they kind of blend like this like country western twang with a uh, kind of like with electronic atmosphere like, electronics synth, synth yeah west coast like also very like sometimes can be very poppy but also like experimental i don't know it's really cool it's a very interesting sound interesting sound for sure like definitely unique right now um but yeah check it out it's on spotify uh i bought the album on Bandcamp, so if you are so inclined to do that um if you're patsy inclined if you're (laughs) inclined nailed it if you're catsy inclined to do so no there you go too far okay so what what was uh what was the other singles we got uh i grady i picked the new the newest song by 
the band The Radio Department, which I've been a longtime fan of. Which I almost called, put I almost put this on as the song's called Well, you already put on the last single. Oh, that's right. Single. Yeah, but this um, song's even better. This song is better. It's called You Fear <laughs> the Wrong Thing, baby. Dude, it's so and good. It's super fucking good. It's very reminiscent of like the first shit. album to yeah, me the yes. most. Uh, it's like a more polished it feels like they're back that's Dude, what i was because yes. uh, i was playing yes. it for daisy and daisy's like oh i like that i'm like they're this band that i liked a long time ago that used to be really good and then got kind of meh yeah and now it's good i hope the rest of the album sounds like this song i thought their last album was good it wasn't their best but i thought it was good but um mm-hmm. yeah this song the, the past couple singles they've dropped are really good so i'm just waiting for them to finally put out a fucking album because they keep dropping one-off singles. The singles are good. Yeah. Like months apart and don't have any announcements. So so fingers crossed something is coming soon because I could really use a new radio department album in my life. You know what's funny about them is like they're such an identifiable sound. Like the moment this song starts, <clears throat> you can basically tell like, oh, this is the radio department. Like, yeah. And even people that don't listen to them very often, I feel like, and vocally too like it's amazing to me how the vocal effects they use are just like so consistent like it's weird it's almost like a just that like is a true. signature yeah. thing mm-hmm. but i don't know anyway what'd right. you pick jake i picked um a song called hold on by an artist called gabby but more importantly it features <laughs> motherfucking moody man on those <laughs> did you listen to moody man's long- last album i did um, it was kind of a pain in the ass to get a hold of it because I don't I don't even know if it's on Spotify yet. I remember having to listen to it on SoundCloud, but I love Moody Man. Uh, I guess it's like Deep House. I'm, like, again, I'm terrible with those kind of genres. I know about Moody Man because of James, but Moody Man has Same. forever been on my fucking dance time playlist. And when that came out, right when quarantine started or whatever, even before I got as stir crazy as I am right now, it's just like people need to fucking dance and not be listening to sad music all the time when you're locked inside. True. Um, So it's just a seven minute pulsing house beat uh, with that moody man swag saying, I got to stop this fucking record over, man. And then he starts the beat over and it's (laughs) it's great. I I fucking love it. So what is, I wanted to ask you, what does he contribute on this versus Gabby? No clue. It just came up in my Moody Man feed on Spotify, and that's definitely him vocally saying, "I got to start this over." Yeah, so, I just wonder, like, like beats, why or like sounds, like if it's more like Gabby's production or more like Moody Man. But it sounds like it's like a half and half, like a true like collaboration. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it definitely sounds like him. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking too. But yeah. I was like, eh, but like it also I was like, doesn't. Who the, I, mainly, I was like, who the fuck is this Gabby person? I'm like, I don't really care because it sounds like Moody Man. Um, yeah, yeah. She's, so. uh, I think. I think if it's the Gabby I'm thinking of, oh no, it's not. I'm thinking of another artist called Gabby, who does like more experimental electronic pop. Hmm. But no, it looks like they are two different people. Well, this is Gabby in parentheses FR. FR. Yeah, I've never heard of them, so no clue. Whatever, but it's Moody Man. That's yeah, the that's the moral cool. of this story. It was yeah. cool. I yep. liked it. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it. But I liked it. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, fun. Yeah. it's it fits it fits a purpose, right? It's like you're not gonna put this on all day every day, but like if you're gonna get down and want to dance to something, it fucking it jams to that. For, For sure. sure. No, it's like when Grady uh, put like picked that Caribou 
album or whatever for the end of the year list or whatever when it like comes on at like one o'clock in the morning like you know you're listening like radio <laughs> departments kind of mellow yeah catsy Klein's kind of mellow and then moody man comes on you're just like oh shit it's like oh like, shit and you don't want it for more than seven minutes then you go back no. to listening to yeah reg- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just uh, just a little you know a little break <laughs> little little pick mental, me up, yeah. mental break and uh physical dance break yeah <laughs> um all right. All right. Well, we kept. I'm this glad one we short, did this. Actually, I hope I hope it doesn't sound too bad going remote. We're doing the best that we can, and yeah, we, I do have a fan on in the background because it's fucking hot. So yeah. How long I did we spend, compromise on that? How long did you and I spend, Jake, dialing this shit in to try and get the best sound we could? Like a couple hours oh, well, the other two, night. Uh, yeah, two hours the other night, and then wow. at least like 30 minutes doing doing this. So yeah, this I is will, a first. A first I don't for me. We, I don't think we do this enough on air but thank you tyler for figuring out how to handle the production and the engineering aspect when we can't be together thank um, you tyler you know, yes. uh, yeah thank you tyler finally the like, recognition game, i've wanted yeah. but like you know you found that other chord but tyler was willing to like order an extra cable so the sound would be better because we tested like micing a phone call from me then yeah. micing a laptop with me on facetime or whatever and he spent time to figure it out and make it sound as good as it could given the circumstances that I could not be at penetration studios yeah. in person. Well, um, they, they always so told me, you. they always told me uh, if an audio technician's job is never noticed, then he's done a good job because you That's never want to be noticed. But well, I noticed I just don't like, yeah, I just don't like talking you up. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I did, funny so. enough too. I'm actually using the cable that I ended up ordering. Cause like I ordered, when we were setting up that that other night and then i couldn't cancel it fast enough so um i'm actually oh, using okay, it because well. it sound it's like better quality than the one i had lying around but all right well it all worked out and uh yeah hopefully it sounds good for for y'all that are listening cool and now that we know this works maybe we can get on a you know maybe we could play catch up and do a couple episodes because i don't know about you guys but i don't have fuck else going on so <laughs> i will listen yeah, to lots yeah. of music and talk about it too. i definitely have a, a lot of free time as well so let's just yeah, pick we'll, the, pick we'll the playlist, playlist and, going soon yeah wh- whatever we okay, gotta pick cool. our theme for next time so we'll figure it out yeah, we'll figure it out but thank you everybody for listening keep listening on spotify because i'm not uploading it anywhere else like on the soundcloud and the band camp or whatever Maybe we're just on. I have time to do it. Yeah. Anchor and Spotify Spotify right now for your convenient listening. And, uh, you know, we'll post about it on. We've been radio silent for a little bit while we deal with all this shit. Yeah. We're kind of figuring it out. Are we on Apple Apple podcast too or no? Mm, I don't think Uh, so. I I don't don't know. know. I don't know anyone that uses that, but I know people do use that a lot, but. I actually have no idea. It'd be cool if we were, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll verify that for you. I think the uh, process, the process to get on that was more difficult than okay. spotify got it than spotify yeah spotify took long enough anyway so yeah. it's like, all there yeah spotify's like yeah get it get on here we're not gonna pay you shit and uh you can just uh have all your podcasts on here that's so. fine because we're rolling in that money from crosley and zoom oh. so oh yeah spotify crosley, sweet sweet it, crosley sponsorship i know and it doesn't do it doesn't look good that tyler went out and bought an audio technica turntable <laughs> instead of using the one that crosley sent hey uh, you know when it's free it's just not as good you know it's just yeah it doesn't, the it doesn't satisfy that same yeah now yeah. we're never gonna get those new chairs in the studio yeah you know i just i had to had to tickle my retail pleasure fancy you know use that stimulus chick <laughs> <laughs> gotta stimulate that economy y'all yeah all right, all right. well until next time, everybody. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Adios. Adios. Hit it.